0: Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our host and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mallie Mancia, and joining me today are our hosts, Paul Sebalani and Dave Beadle from Vets Beyond the Uniform. On today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking with Robin Grable, United States Navy veteran and founder and CEO of Veterans Ascend. Welcome, everyone.
2: Well, thank you, Melly.
0: Good to be here.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, Robin, Dave Beadle here. Um, you and I originally connected, I think, through LinkedIn, gosh, a little over a year ago. We had uh, some conversations. That's when I was still out in, um, on the West Coast before I made the, the smart decision to move to South Carolina, um, where you are also located. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization? What is Veterans and How did it come about?
3: Yeah, so well thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this uh this subject. It is obviously near and dear to my heart um, having founded this. So I'll uh I'll without being too long winded, I'll go back to kind of the beginning. I've been always been an advocate for people. Um when I went in the Navy uh, as a female back in nineteen seventy nine, it was a it was a different time. People were still very cautious about women serving in the military and understanding why you would want to do that. So there were a lot of closed-off jobs, things I couldn't do um, in the military as a female. So I, I quickly became an advocate for fighting for skills, fighting for you know knowing that if I could do the job, then why can't I have the opportunity to do the job? So fast forward many, many years, and when I got out of the Navy um, and went through my kind of resume writing period of time, I was told, you know, go get a job as an administrative assistant because no one will understand what you did in the military. Um, and, and we'll elaborate on that a little bit. But then fast forward a few more years and met an Army veteran's wife who commented, as I, I was finishing my master's and she was in a chat room with me and she commented that her husband had been out for about six months, just could not get an interview. Um, and then just something in me said, this just cannot keep happening. What, why is there such a disconnect? Between employers and military talent with all the skills, all the training that we go through, all the things that we bring to the table. So we created um, Veterans Ascend to be a solution for that issue. It really is a bridge. Um, it's an online employment matchmaking service. So when you think about today, the current job boards, even direct hire placement services don't fill the gap on connecting employers and military talent. It really comes down to the skills translation and aligning the skills within an organization. And that that is difficult both for the the veteran service member and the employers who are trying to hire them. So We built an algorithm to do that and make those connections automatically. Uh, It's not a titles translator like a lot of programs out there. We truly dove deep into looking at what skills are associated with each um, occupation in the military and how we can connect those skills. So it really is an online platform to be an advocate for um, highlighting the skills that veterans and military spouses bring to the table.
0: That's, That's awesome. So, so Robin, when you do that skills translation, you said you're looking at kind of the overall picture. Does it bring in some of the things that we don't necessarily recognize that might be not be associated with a job? For example, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of your vintage as well. I went into the Marine Corps in the in the 70s, and I, I spent most of my time as a truck driver. So, and I was a you know enlisted sergeant. Would it pull in other things as a result of where I was in the military, uh, not just what I did for my job in terms of like what my rank was and that kind of thing?
3: Absolutely. So we, again, just we dove into looking at the actual job description for, we always use infantry as the example because there's so much misperception around uh, people serving in the infantry. And when you look at the actual training and experience that someone in infantry goes through during their military service, there are things like operational planning, logistics, equipment maintenance, maintenance tracking, team leadership, Um, logistics, supply chain, all of these things that, in addition to security, risk management, things like that. So we broke it down into those kind of skills that then can match to every imaginable job out there in the civilian marketplace. So it does two things. One, if I don't want to do what I did in the military – So as, as to your point, David, you know, I don't want to drive trucks uh, as a civilian, then I will take that off of my profile, but there are so many other skills that go along with that. So if I'm infantry and I don't want to do security work, um, then I can take all of the other skills that I have those again, equipment, maintenance, operational planning, things like that, to almost every other job out there. And it also opens up the, um, uh, you know, the understanding for employers to not, you know, pigeonhole a veteran into, well, you were in an infantry, all you can do is security. It really aligns those skills that they have to every job that an employer has open. You know, I did data processing in the Navy. Um, you know, I did a lot of things within that role, but. When you when you type in data processing, which doesn't exist anymore, by the way, it's, it's an old um, occupation. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, when you type in data processing and some of these other um, titles, translators, it really tells me all I can be is a computer programmer, computer analyst, things like that. But I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and so but I want to take the skills that I have from that training and all of that experience into a new occupation. So that's what we do.
0: Yeah, and that, that's key. I think one of the things that it's so important for folks to understand is, like myself and like, like you as well, two-thirds of veterans, when they leave the military, don't want to do what they did in the military. And I think that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that they have to coming out is, is like you said, getting, getting past that stigma. I know when I was uh, working with some of the special operations community, uh, we had the, the issue with, like, snipers. You know, somebody mm-hmm. has spent... Thousands and thousands of hours, put literally a million rounds downrange to be the best at their job description. They're not; gonna, they don't want to be a sniper in the civilian world. So, how do you help them get past that point? And this sounds like a, a great way for for that kind of thing to happen, especially presenting them to a civilian audience. So, tell us a little bit more about how this matchmaking works. It sounds like this is really different from your typical uh, job board or uh, you know something like an Indeed or even even a recruiting firm.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. For, and you're absolutely right. What, what we do uh, in our matchmaking, and it, it sets us apart, differentiates us uh, for a couple of things. One, we don't have the veterans or military spouses apply for jobs. So when you think about you come out of the military, and again, if you're really wanting to not do what you did in the military, the world and in the civilian marketplace is wide open. But where do you even start? to look for a job and, and think about where you can use those skills. So we take all of that, you know, all those barriers out. We have, we don't have the veteran or military spouse apply for jobs. And then we don't have them <clears throat> search for jobs in our, in our program. We do that work for them. So we take their skills profile and we automatically match it to the employer's job profiles. So employers create job profiles in our program, they pick the exact Skills they're looking for, set the location of the job and the salary range they're offering, which is not visible to any of the candidates. So, for employers that are listening, we don't share any of that information, but our algorithm does use it. And then our algorithm matches them with the top candidates in our database that match on the skill, location, and salary that they're offering. So, we're really getting really direct. Connections to employers, hiring managers, decision makers who are intentionally hiring military talent, because that's all that is in our candidate talent pool. We only work, Veterans Ascend is only for service members, veterans, and military family members. Um, So employers that use our program are intentionally hiring military talent because they know that they have skills, they just don't know how to align them within their organization. And our our program, because employers can create an unlimited number of job profiles, again, unlike a lot of the other programs out there that are pay-per-job or direct hire placement fees, we don't do any of that, we make it super simple, they can create an unlimited number of jobs and this does a couple of things one the veteran or military spouse can align to multiple jobs so if i've got five jobs created in in veterans ascent similar skills or just a, a, a combination of skills I, as a veteran or military spouse, could, could match to more than one. Now that employer can see how I am aligned across their organization, not just for one particular job that I may have applied for, and in and, and the 5% chance I get through the filters, um, I land on, on your desk to look at a piece of paper about me. So we, we do that, but it also uh, helps the, the veterans and military spouses match to jobs they would never have found. They would never have even thought of um, when it comes to things like pharmaceutical companies. You know, people think about pharmaceutical companies, and we've got quite a few that use our program. You know, you think of sales or, uh, you know, engineers, chemists, things like that. But a, a pharmaceutical company has all of those managing jobs that need to run the company aside from the products or services that they provide. So there's administrative jobs, there's operational jobs, there's customer service jobs. And so we align because we are matching the candidates to the employers. We're matching veterans and military spouses to opportunities that they really probably would never find anywhere else. And they're matched on their salary, so they don't have to worry about somebody calling them and offering them an opportunity that's paying $10 an hour when they need to make more than that, and they deserve to make more than that. So we're aligning them on the things that we know they need. Um, So, yeah, it's very different from any other job board, um, any other service out there, because we're translating the skills. We're aligning their skills across an organization, not by having them search or apply, but by directly connecting them with hiring managers and decision makers within companies that are intentionally hiring military talent.
2: Robin, this is Paul. I think this is fantastic. Uh, one of my previous lives, I owned a national staffing company and, and you hit it right the nail right on the head when you say HR has limited understanding of military personnel. And that. That's true. It's it's not a fault of theirs. It's just right. because military titles, military occupations, and even when you go down to the specific not just an occupation, but when you get down to the individual NECs, which is the Navy enlisted classification, or the MOSs, the occupational specialty, those even take a skill set title down into different paths and it gets very confusing. I left the military as a fire controlman. Um well, that was my title as command master chief, but a fire controlman. No, I pretty much can tell you nobody knew what that role did. Right. Nobody knew what a fire controlman did because uh, my mom and my wife—I tell this on several several of our shows—they used to think I went around with a fire truck and a hose putting out fires. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, we don't. We jokingly say we create fires, but we don't put them out. But the point is, what you're doing is spot on. You're taking that and you're helping to translate that through your algorithm. So people can see that. Do you, does uh, Veterans Ascend coordinate the interviews or once they get into your system and they're, they're, they're matched inside there, it's kind of a, you let the employers take over from there. How does that process work for the veteran?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So yes, we are truly just the electronic connector or door opener, if you will. And then once the employers connect with the veteran or military spouse and unlock their their contact information, the employer can take it from there. They go through their entire normal process that they would do once they get to that interview stage. We're really facilitating the interview and making sure that the veterans and military spouses have an opportunity to tell their story um, and get to that. I, I go back to... You and I, um, I, I think about when I was in high school and went to get my first job. You know, I walked into the grocery store, sat down with the manager and said, I, I'd like to work here. We had a conversation and I got the job. So it's really about making those connections so easy that you, I just kind of walk in uh, because I've been matched to you and we have a conversation and I get to tell you how great I am. So it's really about facilitating those um, connections. We don't do anything beyond that. Now, if a veteran needs some assistance, we have lots of resources, alike that's beyond the uniform. So we we have a lot of resources, a lot of partnerships that we will refer veterans too. Similarly on the employer side, if an employer comes to us and you know says, Hey, I'd really like to do some training with my managers, we've got a lot of resources out there that we will connect them with. But we are truly just facilitating that connection, that open door to get to that interview. And you talked about Paul, the, the HR experience, you know, I've been in HR since I got out of the Navy, worked my way back up um, after you know my kind of transition story. But You know, when you think about HR, there's a lot of things that go into that job, not just Mm -hmm. the hiring process, right? So they are tasked with doing a a multitude of other things. Hiring is just one of them. So they have very little time to look at a piece of paper and decide how they're going to put this person within their organization. And it's it's a difficult – they don't do it with malice to to say, I just don't want to hire military people. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a struggle to understand when they look at a resume that, you know, and again, you ask a thousand people how to write a resume, you're going to get a thousand different answers, right? Oh, yeah. There's no structure. Um, so in, in all respect to the HR community out there, it is a tough job. They're tasked with, you know, making sure they're putting people forward in the interview process. That really demonstrate or are aligned with their organization. So that's what we're, tra- we're helping to facilitate as well that trust yeah. factor in this person aligns to what you need because we've matched them perfectly on what you're asking for.
2: Yeah, it's perfect. Um, you mentioned, and it, we've heard this several times on our show is, you know, the veterans get out, they have that desperation, they can't find a job, so they're going to take a job. They'll take any job. And sometimes employers figure or feel that veterans should come into the lower paying jobs, whether it's warehouse or supply or,
0: or mm-hmm. manual
2: physical labor. Um, do you have any follow on metrics? Um, do you track that for, say, how long when you match a person to the job, do they stay in that job? Because what we've seen in the industry with veterans' underemployment and unemployment, the first year typically, if they're not matched properly, is about a 40% turnover, and by the second year, it's up to 60% turnover. So, have you been able to see how successful your program is?
3: Yeah, so we're we're tracking that data. Um, we have we've got about almost a year's worth now, so we're about ready to to put out some of those metrics. Um, but you hit it on the head there that to talk about it's about aligning their skills to the right job. So when I got out of the Navy and you know went to a resume writer and was told go be an administrative assistant. You know I was like, okay, uh, I guess. I mean, I was a single mom, I had to get a job. Um, you know I had to, to pay the bills, put food on the table, a roof over my daughter's head. And so I, I did. I went and got a job as an administrative assistant. But what I didn't realize at the time is I instantly became underpaid, undervalued, and under underemployed, right? And, yep. and 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 I didn't realize that until many years later, obviously, and I've worked my way back up. In our program, we do a couple of things. One, the employers that we work with, we we make it pretty clear uh, that we do not want them to put any jobs in our program that are less than $15 an hour. Um, and even that's a, a bit of a, an entry level. And, and so, but that's kind of our benchmark. But we also, we ask the veteran or military spouse to put in what their salary requirement is. And we work with the veterans and and the spouses when we do our webinars, our walkthroughs, and any conversations that we have with them to really understand what your financial needs are. Put in your minimum. What is the minimum that you need to support yourself and your family? Put that as your minimum salary requirement. And then put your ideal. What would you really like to be making as your right side of your salary um, range? And then we don't match veterans with anything that's below their salary requirement. So that's part of our algorithm. So as they get matched to opportunities, a lot of times they're getting matched to opportunities that are paying more than their minimum requirement, which is fantastic because who wouldn't want to make more money? Um, so we, we try to, to make sure that they understand what they need um, and we match them with the appropriate level. But it is a struggle because you're right, people get out like, like myself, I had to get a job. Um, And so I I took the the first job that I could get. And I didn't stay long because, one, I wasn't challenged. My skills weren't being utilized. I mean, I've been, uh, 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 my last job in the Navy, I was an account executive for, the Navy had a huge Honeywell um, computer system that that we used. Computers were just, you know, really coming uh, coming alive in, in 88. So they had a huge Honeywell computer system that, They allowed allowed, uh, civilian companies to come in and use for data processing that they needed because they couldn't afford their own computers yet. I was their account executive, and I'd already been in management information system, a data process, our data entry. I mean, I had all these skills, and I had to start over, Uh, so obviously I didn't get challenged in my first role. And that's why people leave. There are so many studies out there. Um, IVMF does studies on the, the skills alignment. And it truly comes down to that. If I can get a job that utilizes the skills that I'm confident in, I'm proud of, and I'm comfortable with, I will stay in that job longer. And I will advance in that company quicker and, and yes. add more value right, to that company. So, And the uh, companies yeah. that recognize that, I think it's a two-way street, right? So the veteran needs to to be in a job that they're um, comfortable and utilizes their skills and they're they're confident in. But the employers also have to recognize the value. To your point, you know, a lot of employers say, I'm going to bring you in at an entry level because I really don't know what your skills are. And I really don't know what your experience is. But you're a veteran, so... I I want you here. I just don't know what to do with you. So I'm going to bring you in at the entry level. But then what they don't do is say, okay, I'll bring you in at this level and here's your path to move up or here's your path to contribute additional to our company. Once you get in and really clearly define that companies don't do that well enough. And that's a a huge, uh, you know, break in that, in that process.
2: Yeah, you're spot on there. In fact, we covered that yesterday in our webinar, the six key components of a veteran-friendly organization. And it's how you, not just onboarding, but it takes them all through the integration, the um, coaching, mentoring, training, uh, and to retention. And what do you need to do to make sure you have a good retention program? And my background's HR too, when I left the military. And, you know, most of this stuff is common sense for any organization, right? It's right. just that there's a little bit of a tweak, a little bit I want to call it just an offset adjustment when you're dealing with military veterans because we do have an ecosystem um, when we're in the military and it changes when we leave and we just need you know we want to work we want to work hard we want to deliver the same way we delivered in the military we just need a little bit of mentoring coaching and advice to kind of give us an understanding of how a corporate corporation or an employer may may be doing things cuz it may be 100% different than we did it in our military structure um, you make a comment, and I, I wanted to probe you on this When you, Your question is, what's wrong with resumes? What's wrong with <laughs> resumes? Uh, I,
3: we, I don't know if we have enough time, Paul, if are really talking about it. But
1: um, Yeah,
3: so I am obviously not a fan of resumes. Um, here's the issue. So job descriptions, uh, if companies have them uh, and if they're uh, not outdated, um, they're a task um, compilation of how to do the job and, and what tasks are required of the job. They're not a skills list of what's required in the job. So there's the first disconnect. So now I write a resume and I look at a job description and I try to align my skills to a task list that the employers come up with. Well, you don't know what skills that employer is actually looking for. So you're now guessing, how do I write my skills list to match that task list of the employers? And again, there's, there's again, thousands of ways to write a resume. It's truly just not a great way to represent someone and, and tell their story. And for me, it's about those connections to just say, why why should I get an interview? Here's my skills you just can't represent that well on, on a resume. And I think just taking that out and, and being, you know, just connecting and saying, here's a great person for your organization. Here's why have a conversation with them, ask them their questions about their experience. So I am not a fan of resumes um, only because they're, you know, for, especially for military too, right. There's just, their um, there's just so many things that you can write about and the things that we did, you know, uh, the things that I did in the military that, you know, people would think, wow, I'll give you another example. I had a a veteran who ran a $34 million project in the, in the air force. He put that on his resume. The employer actually told him, our company isn't even worth $34 million. You are too overqualified. What?
2: Yeah. Well, you're spot on there. I mean, even an E-5 going into the military, an E-4. Let's take an E-4 goes into the military. Their first job on a ship is running, uh, you know, for a fire control man or for an uh, electronics person. They're running, taking charge of millions and millions of dollars of equipment. And that's as a young, I want to say an 18-year-old individual. Exactly. And that becomes, uh, that's not only a skill or, or benefit to an employer, it's a challenge to an employer. Yeah. because can I keep this veteran engaged because are they going to get bored and, right. and you know like you said that's spot on 34 million dollar project you go out to a small company that you want to really help and grow they go I don't want to bring you on board because you're going to be bored we're not that big we we can't right. give you what you want so you're you you hit the nail on the head so your services are free to veterans and spouses And for the employers, it's a subscription service. Can you tell us a little bit about how the employers would utilize your service?
3: Absolutely. So we have um, a couple different options. We have monthly subscription options, no contract. They can come in and out as their hiring needs dictate. And the monthly options uh, let you unlock a certain number, a specific number of candidates each month. So unlimited job profiles, unlimited matches a set number of unlocking the candidates each month on those monthly subscriptions. And that's based on hiring activity. So we've got a small, medium and large kind of activity. And then there's also annual options where an employer can come in and use our program, unlimited jobs, unlimited matches and unlimited candidates for the entire year for an annual um, subscription rate. And that's based on company size. So it's based on how many employees your company has, Um, And it's very cost effective. It's, It's a way for employers to be able to plan for vacancies, be able to do succession planning, uh, be able to plan for projects that they're bidding on or growth of their organization. They can come in and create unlimited jobs, start to see what that bench is out there. And oh, by the way, then we go to work for them on the backside with all of our military connections, with every installation, uh, veteran service organizations, our advocates on staff are out there advocating for the employers to get more candidates in for them. So we're doing all of those things that they would have to spend time on and not successfully, by the way, um, because it's it's not easy to get connections on the military installations, but we've got them and we've put them to work for them. So
0: we've got our, our monthly
3: options and our uh, annual options, uh, depending on their hiring needs.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I really love the way this, this model works, Robert, because it's one of these things that, you know, I think the term disruption is overused a lot these days, but really is kind of disrupting this whole um, pipeline that I think everybody's gotten used to, particularly in regards to, to, to veterans. The other thing I would ask is, you know, so as, as people are listening to this, they're probably wondering, well, what kinds of companies are doing this and, and where? I mean, you and I are both in South Carolina. Um, are, you, are you regional? Do you have a national reach? Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, great question. Thank you, Dave. So we are a national program. We have veterans and military spouses in all 50 states, and we have employers coast to coast. So we have employers in California, Maine, New York, Florida, South Carolina, uh, again, coast to coast, all across the country. Um, we do um, really not have any limits to who can use our program so we also in our uh, on the veteran side and military spouse side all eras all branches do junior enlisted to senior officers runs the whole gamut employers there's really no restrictions on who uses our program Um, we've got like i mentioned pharmaceutical companies um, manufacturing companies construction companies so so there's there's really no limitations and we just want to open up more opportunities for our military families to make those successful successful transitions back into the civilian communities um, and, and help those employers be successful in making those connections. So that's what we're all about.
0: That's fantastic. So we are all still in the midst of this fun thing called the world global pandemic, known as COVID. How, what impacts have you seen on, on your service with regards to that? As far as we know, pipeline of of service members exiting the military hasn't slowed it's still the same 200 250k every year have you what have you seen um over the last like 9 months or so
3: yeah so we've um you know honestly we've actually seen um as much as i i i will be res- hesitant to say this it's done well for us because employers have to really focus their hiring, and, and employers are hiring, even in the midst of the pandemic. There are companies that are still hiring, but they've, they've found that throughout this, they've got to focus their hiring strategies, and we can help them do that because they need to hire the right people for the, for the job. And make sure that they're aligned properly. They need to cut through the noise of all of that and get to the right person. We can make those connections directly for them quickly and efficiently. So it's it's been good for us.
0: Well, that's that's great. And you know, the other thing I like about it, you and you and I are both on the same page as far as as resumes. In one of the other classes that I teach, we say almost the exact same thing. You know, the resume, it's it's almost a necessary evil. It's kind of uh, part of the uh, the tradition, guess you want to say maybe, or the ritual of job hunting, but it, it doesn't, particularly in terms of veterans and spouses. We haven't mentioned much about spouses, but those two, those two groups, it really is a poor way to um, to, to showcase what they've done in terms of skills and accomplishments and things like that. So I just, I really love what you're doing here um, in terms of kind of busting past that barrier that's been been in the way for so many veterans and so many spouses for so long.
3: Thank you. Yeah, on the military spouse side, you know, the the problem there is a lot of times they won't put their military spouse because people will assume, well, you're not going to stick around for very long, so I can't bring you on board. Or they have gaps in their work history because they've PCSed a lot, um, you know, or they've got a uh, lack of career progression. And people make assumptions about those things instead of saying, wow, could this person be a military spouse and what can they bring to the table? Because think about all the resiliency, the resourcefulness, the, the things that a military spouse has to endure serving our country alongside their service member, um, there's skills associated with that. And employers are missing out um, big time when they, they make assumptions uh, about a gap in the work history or a lack of career progression. So we're breaking that barrier as well, because we just, we don't show any of that to the employers. We just align their skills and let them have a
0: conversation. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Robin, let's let's wrap this up by how can people either veterans or organizations that would like to find and hire veterans get in contact with you and your organization.
3: Yeah, so thank you. So veteransetage.com that's uh, that's our website. Go out there, you can sign up there, you can contact us. Our email address is talent@ at VeteransAscend.com, so ask any questions. Follow us on social media. Um, we've got, you know, our LinkedIn page, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You know, having our followers, you know, creates a better impact for us. The more followers we have, obviously, the, the greater impact we can have. So, yeah, VeteransAscend.com, get all the information there, and, and uh, love to have you on board.
0: Awesome. Great.
1: Thank you so much, Robin. We really appreciate you you being a guest on our show today.
0: And again,
1: thank you, Paul and Dave, for another wonderful show and all the wonderful information you guys all provided today. All links and contact information that was presented on today's show will be posted in the show description. And as always, please feel free to check us out at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Or if you have any questions, we can be reached at training at com. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and have a wonderful day.
2: Robin, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank, thank you. you.